the Pepper McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Tucker. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. How's this for a neat exchange? You pay $75, you get back $100. Would you like that kind of return for your money? Well, you can have it by investing in United States Savings Bonds. You'll get back $4 for every three you put in, and even more if you hold them longer. And it's a cinch to save when you join the payroll savings plan. It's the easy way to invest in savings bonds. Your employer will save a few dollars for you every payday. You decide the amount, and the rest is automatic. You won't even miss the money because it comes off your check before you see it. Soon you'll have a fine nest egg of bonds earning extra dollars for you year in and year out. Invest in United States Savings Bonds today. It's not only an investment that pays off for you in dollars saved. It helps to build a stronger, safer America. So with United States Savings Bonds, you get double security. Form a partnership with your Uncle Sam today and watch those savings add up. Do it the easy way with a payroll savings plan. Ladies and gentlemen, ever since radio began, we've been hearing a word from our sponsor. Tonight, just to be different, the sponsor wants you to hear a word from our Fibber McGee. Here it is. Help! Why is Mr. McGee yelling for help? Because yesterday the post office dumped 40,000 copies of the May issue of Partly True magazine on his front porch. And today, well, let's see what's happening today. I'm telling you, Doc, I spent the whole darn night dragging partly through magazines in the house to keep them from getting wet. And the joint's loaded. You look tired, Droop Snoot. Your eyes are as baggy as the seat of your slacks. Why don't you go in the house and take yourself a nap? I can't. I gotta wait out here. Mr. Oofner, the circulation manager, is flying out here today to explain things and straighten out this mess. Besides, I can't go in the house. The house is full of magazines. Oh, it can't be that bad. Let me see. Now, watch it now. Oh, my papa. What an avalanche. Well, what did I tell you? Say, I haven't seen this month's issue. Yeah, it looks like an interesting one. No, well, I wouldn't know. I haven't had time to read it. How to clobber a bully. Mm-hmm. Boa constrictors I've belted. Knife dueling for fun and profit by Dirk Cutshaw. <laughs> Who by my violence by Al Blinker, private eye. Hey, hey, that's the continued story I'm too busy to read. Oh? Al Blinker's on the trail of Tobias Taylor. The guy who kills all his wives without leaving a mark by tickling them to death. Hmm. Hey, is that possible, Doc? Could you get tickled to death? Yes. I'd be tickled to death if you paid up your back bills. Why? No, no, I mean, could a man actually tickle his wife to death? You know, just make her die laughing? Well, it's possible, I suppose. Not being a married man myself, I couldn't say for sure. Well, I've got to be trotting along. Oh, by the way, where's Molly? Well, she's somewhere in the house, buried under all those magazines. Buried? Don't get my ticklish answers wrong, fatso. The word buried is just a figure of speech. Oh. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie? Doc's leaving now. Didn't know he was out there. Bye, Dr. Gamble. Drop in again when you can get in. Thank you. Bye, Molly. By the way, McGee, I know you wouldn't mind my taking this copy of Partly True magazine with me. I see you have a spare one. No, nothing <laughs> doing, fatso. No, no, put that back. What? 
you got enough here to... These magazines ain't mine to hand out. I'm holding them in trust for their rightful owner. I'm sorry, Fatso. You can get a copy down at the newsstand. Okay, if that's the way you want it. And next time you get a tummy ache at 3 a.m. and wake up screaming for medical help, get that at the newsstand, too. Stingy. Who, Dr. Gamble? Who's stingy? Who? Oh, hello, Teeny. I didn't see you coming. Oh, hi, sis. Come on up on the porch and set a spell. Okay, mister. But who's stingy? Because, oh, boy. Look at all the magazines. Millions of magazines. No, just 40,000 is all. Gee, that sure is a lot. Hey, who's stingy, Dr. Gamble? Well, we were just... Not Mr. McGee, I betcha. He's not stingy. He's awful nice to little children all the time. There, you see? Ha! Lots of times he gives me things all the time. I bet you if I won 50 cents for an ice cream soda, all I'd have to do is just ask Mr. McGee. You don't even have to ask, Kenny. Here, you want a half a buck? There you are. Go buy yourself a soda. Oh, boy. Here's a new one. It's all Dr. Gamble. 50 cents. Gee, thanks, mister. Hmm. Hey, I got a wonderful idea, Mr. McGee. Can I have all those magazines for our paper drive at school? We're having a paper drive for old papers. Can I have a magazine? Can, can I? Hmm? Well, I'm sorry, sis, but they don't belong to me. Besides, they're not old. They're brand new. I guess that sort of makes them ineligible for an old paper drive, don't it? What's ineligible? You mean what's ineligible? I don't know, do you? Do I what? Do you mean ingelible when I ask you? Let's start all over again, Mr. McGee. Hmm? Let's pretend I'm just coming up on the porch steps and you're saying hello to me. Okay. Hello, Teeny. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Hiya, Teeny. What's on your mind? I got 50 cents. Drive me downtown I'll buy a nice thing soda. It's a deal. Leave old Stingy here with his 40,000 magazines and hop in my car. Let's go. <laughs> Why, if that ain't the sneaking... <laughs> In a minute. This is Babe Didrikson Zaharias. I want to warn you and everyone else against cancer. I've had cancer. I know what it means. That's why with all my strength, I want to crush this cruel enemy into the earth. You must help, because cancer can strike anyone. Protect yourself against this disease by knowing cancer's seven danger signals, so you can get to your doctor while cancer is still in its early often curable stage. And join me in attacking cancer through the American Cancer Society's programs of research, education, and service. Cancer must be beaten. Give generously to your unit of the American Cancer Society. Remember, cancer strikes one in five. You or someone you love may be affected. I was and I know. Send your contributions today to cancer of your local post office. And Mr. Oofner ought to be here any minute, Molly. He phoned from the airport 20 minutes ago and said he'd be right over. I hope he doesn't have any trouble finding the house. Trouble? Trouble finding a house with 40,000 copies of partly true magazines spilling out of all the doors and the windows? <laughs> Don't worry, you'll find it. Oh, well, I'd be glad to get these things out of my house. And I'll be glad to find out how such a crazy thing happened. Did he say anything about it? He said he'd explain it when he got here. Said he wired ahead and made arrangements for a truck and everything. This is the silliest deal that I ever got in. I bet that's him now. Come on, Molly. 
As the well digger said to his assistant, we'll soon get to the bottom of this. Mind the magazines, McGee. If some of those piles start sliding, we'd be trapped for days. I'm watching it. Oh, hello. You Mr. Oofner of Partly True Magazine? Yeah, that's right. And you're Mr. McGee? Correct. And this is my wife, Molly. Mr. Oofner. How do you do, I'm sure. Uh, if you'll excuse me for a moment. And this is it, boys. Back her in. I uh, hired a truck and a crew to take these magazines off your hands. Oh. As soon as they load up, we'll rush the 40,000 back to our plant and mail them out again. Not to us this time, please. No, no. You can't imagine how much trouble this little accident has been. Subscribers yelling because they didn't get theirs. Newsstands throughout the Middle West partly trueless. And our editor, Peter Partley, just flipped wig and all. Well, I don't blame him. If I had a wig, I'd have done the same thing. Which brings us to the 40,000 copy question, Mr. Oofner. How on earth did it happen? Oh, you don't know yet, do you? No. Well, uh, Partly True magazine is turned out by the very latest electronic robot machinery. Uh -huh. At first, they're printed on huge, high-speed presses, a block long, which goes something like, Huddle a ho, huddle a ho, huddle a ho, huddle a ho, hee 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 hee. Huddle a ho, huddle a ho, huddle a ho, hee 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 hee. Huddle a ho, huddle a ho, huddle a ho. Understand? Oh, but the hee-hee-hee part. Oh, that. Oh, those are the cartoons. And then as they pile up, an electric eye counts them off. 24 to 60, 80, 100. 24 to 60, 80, 100. 24 to 60, 80, 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get it. No. But how the heck did I get 40,000 copies? Did the electric eye develop a cataract when it looked my way? Well, I was just getting to that regrettable accident, Mr. McGee. Uh, after the magazines are counted, they're conveyed to the machine which stencils on the address. You see, we have a stencil for each subscriber, and the machine is supposed to go something like this. McGab, McGaffney, McGann, McGarvey, McGall, McGee, McGill, McGivney, McGovern, McGoo, like that, you see. Oh, uh, but this month, one of the stencils stuck, and apparently this is what happened. McGab, McGaffney, McGann, McGarvey, McGall, McGee, 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 40,000 times. <laughs> I guess the machine stuck at my stencil, and we got stuck with all in copy. And they could get mailed without anybody ever noticing it? Hey, Mrs. McGee, ours is the most modern plant in the world. The copies are dumped directly into mail sacks and mailed out untouched by human hands, unseen by human eyes. And uncorrected by human boneheads. Yeah. Well, I do hope it won't happen again. Yeah, this has been a big worry and a lot of work to me. Yeah, I know, and we regret it, Mr. McGee. That's why I came all the way out here myself to personally express our appreciation. Well, <laughs> that didn't take too long, did it? I'll be right with you, boys. And they'll have to drive day and night to get back to the plant with those magazines. Oh, I should think so. I'm awfully sorry for all the trouble we've caused you. And to make up for the annoyance, Partly True Magazine is going to do something for you. What you going to do, Rookie? We're going to extend your present subscription to Partly True Good. by another month. Huh? Well, I've got to go. The boys are driving me as far as the airport. I'm happy to have met you both. Come on, Derry. Let's go inside. Hmm. One month. Boy, of all the generous... Oh, doesn't this house look empty and wonderful? Yeah, boy. I'm sure glad to get rid of all them magazines. Me too. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit right down here and read my continued story in peace and quiet. The one by that private detective? Yeah. Al Blinker, private eye. He's on the trail of Tobias Taylor, you know. The guy that kills his wives by tickling them to death. Hand me my magazine, will you? Where is it? It's right behind you, on the piano there. The May issue... 
Oh, now, don't tell me. It's not here. Oh, no, them dirty rats. Why? They not only took the 40,000 extra copies, but they took my own copy, too. My own magazine. It's gone. Those dirty bandits. Those robbers. Fibber and Molly will be right back. Dear friends, this is Gordon McRae with a report on the route of our railroad hour show train, which leaves from this NBC station every Monday evening. Like everybody else, we here on the railroad hour crew get the urge to take off for faraway places in the spring of the year. And we hope you'll join us as we follow the musical Will of the Wisp from the mountain country of Rosemary to the colorful waterfront of San Francisco to the out-of-this-world of Jules Verne and his science fiction. Lawrence and Lee, our railroad hour storytellers, have written some brand new original tales which we've set to familiar music. Uh, music borrowed from the old masters, from the operetta stage, from the romantic balladeers of the modern day. With us on the show train will be such popular and lovely guest stars as Nadine Connor, Mimi Benzel, Lucille Norman, and Dorothy Warrenshaw. We hope you'll pick up a season ticket for these railroad hour tours. You don't even have to leave the old armchair. Just plan to meet us at this NBC station every Monday evening. <laughs> oh, McGee, I can't help laughing. The things that happened to you. <laughs> Doggone it, Molly, this ain't funny to me. Now I'll never find out how that guy Tobias Taylor tickled all his wives to death. <laughs> Well, he probably did it by subscribing to Partly True magazine. Uh, no <laughs> use talking to you. Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Gamble and Frank Nelson as Mr. Utner. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again next Monday night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Follow the Senate committee hearings tonight on the NBC radio network.